listening to another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, with the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz with the So this is the podcast where we talk about bikes just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the cycling nation. We're going to talk about all kinds of things on the social end. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, you've been smiling lately, Mark? Been getting out and riding a little bit? 88 degrees today. Wasn't Ooh. that awesome? You know, 88 degrees makes people smile. <laughs> When you've been through the winters and yeah. the, the early springs, the only thing that's just bugging the hell out of me, I went for some nice rides this weekend. Mm-hmm. The winds are unbelievable. I mean, I hate to complain because the you know the temps are so right. nice and the sun's actually out, but oh my, it is windy out there. So I had my bike class this weekend, and uh, this is the university class where I take students out. We biked about fifty miles into the wind mm-hmm. sunday was brutal there was a stretch that we were going three and a half mile an hour <laughs> three and a half <laughs> it was brutal but you know that's good training for saddle time yeah you, know, you yeah. can't uh can't beat it if you're sitting on the seat for three hours it's still sitting on the seat for three hey, hours. it's still it's still biking if you're going three and a half miles if you're going 23 and a half miles an hour yeah. It, it's you know it beats a day behind the desk right and, and my students said that pretty well they're like i had a choice between taking a geometry or chemistry course and then i took this instead this was a lot more fun yeah. so i got out a little bit this this weekend too and um you know just got some some good rides in mm-hmm. just uh you know knocked off a good 50 miler which was which was nice and 25 of it right back into the teeth of the wind um <laughs> So that was nice, and then just another twenty miler. So it felt good to get out, and you know, just just seeing people, waving to people, and you know, just just you know, breathing the good air. I mean, it just felt like man, it just feels good to be outside. So, what's your milestone? You got a participant guide coming out, don't you? Yeah, we. Um, well, the lottery is about oh. to be, you know, oh, May yes. one. So by the time people are listening to this fine podcast results will be out and so people know point mm-hmm. blank that they're coming on ragbri and you know with that the participant guide will be you know you look at the online mm-hmm. version of that and then they'll get it in the mail with their credentials so that's coming up real quick so this is the newbie part if you didn't make the lottery don't freak out no nope, no nope. there are a lot of people that signed up that suddenly they're getting married in hawaii um they're having their first bike child yeah bike crash I mean, there's there's a small window of things that you can be excused <laughs> from ragbri but not very small window right hawaii's i don't think hawaii's one of them but mm, no but you know if the birth of your first child is going to come up in the that, third week of july you're probably out that that is on the list of you are forgiven. Right. Second, first child. third, maybe fourth child. You're mm, still going. Yeah, yeah. Not, not quite. But, uh, so so don't freak out. If you didn't make the lottery, there will be plenty of people selling their credentials, and then you can get in at a later time. And the other thing that I there – is, there is this little period where the credentials haven't gotten to people yet. So people think, oh, nobody's selling their credentials. Just give a little time. Once they arrive at people's houses, then they start to sell them. Just hold tight, and then people yeah. will be receiving those credentials and selling them. Yeah. So don't don't fret at this point. Cool. So the other thing that, that 
point strong, um, from what I can tell, is Bay Coon Ride and Pigtails. Mm-hmm. Registration for those going well? Yeah, Pigtails is up uh, 100 or so more than last year, which is good. Um, Bay Coon, I think today today that we're recording this, which is, is uh, Monday, I think we sold almost 400 registrations wow. for Bay Coon just in a day. I think a day like today will get people yeah. excited to go cycling. Yeah, people are people are chomping at the bit. They're now finally in the realization that I yeah. can ride my bike and, yeah. and I'm going to do it. The weather is going to finally break. <laughs> well, I, I do feel, you know, kind of uh, bad for some of our counterparts that are, have rides that are early June. Mm, yeah. Especially rides that you're going over mountain passes mm-hmm. and, you know, where it was still snowing last week in some of those places. And, you know, if you got a 100-mile mm-hmm. day and you're doing some mountain passes, that's kind of hard. Uh, you know, if you don't have the training miles, I mean, people get, you know, mm-hmm. you know I, I would typically have 700,000 miles on my bike at this point, <laughs> um, you know, with a month to go. And, you know, you can cram for a final and trigonometry or something like that. Kind of hard to, to cram for a bicycle exam, wouldn't you say? Right, right. So, so, you know, take it easy. Just get out and ride. I mean, people that wing ragbri, yeah, it happens, Scott Garner. But for the most part, <laughs> you know, you want to get some, some good saddle time in. Yeah. I saw our friend, Randy Darrell. Ah. Did you, uh, did you get an email from him that showed that his bike gained a little weight this year? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I think Randy just joined the Fat Bike Club, so. Okay. Uh, Welcome, Randy, Randy. I think we've had him. Have we had him on this podcast before? Uh, he might have been. If not, we got to get that soon and figure that, out what's that'll be going rectified. on with this fat bike. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still fat bike fever across the across the state. People are, I, Scott Sumter had his on Trans-Iowa. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, Sounds like Trans-Iowa was still a tough one this year, despite the weather. What did I hear? Eight finishers from, from TI? Yeah, somebody was said uh, it got down to the 30s overnight, Ooh. and the finisher had a had a moment where his lips were blue, and mm. yeah, tough okay. time. So. Mm. Well, hey, that, that, that right there, I mean, helmets off to those... Right. Those folks that that completed that, I think I think they said eight made it through all the checkpoints or somewhere around there. So I know we had Mark on the on the show, Guitar Ted, uh, mm-hmm. talking about the about that event before. But wow, I mean, what you talk about some superheroes there. Anyone that's no completing that, I mean, they're in, they're in a different league. And, and this early in the season, I mean, it, with as bad a weather that we've yep. had, and wow, it's just. Well, that probably it's toughens amazing. them up, like, you know, training in that kind of weather. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, I don't know what else we got to talk about this week. I know, you know, we've just been up to our eyeballs trying to get ready for this, this uh, you know, lottery release. Right. And we got some other stuff coming down the pike. I know you've got some surveys that went out trying to get some information on, mm-hmm. on different towns. Um, but, you know, it's kind of nice when you can just – you know, actually get out on a bike ride and start talking to people and, right. and without like, you know, being bundled up in a parka. So um, I, I think some of those great conversations, we're always talking about, you know, if you got an idea for the show, you know, right up beside us and, you know, just, hey, hey, TJ, you got a minute? You know, can we talk about, I've got a great idea for a show. And, you know, let's let's face it, there's some great ideas out there. Right. We're, we're, we just love talking to folks. So love to talk to you if you got some ideas. I think uh, Kathy Murphy has recovered from her full marathon. She crossed that hey. off her bucket list. Congratulations, and, a.k.a. Murph. And I think she's got a feature for this week. I don't know what she's talking about. Do I you have know? no idea. Well, Who let's, knows? 
Do, you, do we ever really know what those ladies, <laughs> what they're doing? Let's just turn it over to A.K. A. Murph and see what she's got. All right. Just Go Bike listeners, this is Kathy Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and today I'm with the Tomrov coordinator, Doug Truesdell. Hey, Doug, and welcome. Hi, thank you. Well, I wanted to do a quick shout-out to a loyal listener who suggested we do an interview on Tomrov. So I want to say hey to Laura N., and thanks for listening to the Just Go Pike podcast while you walk the dog. Okay, so Doug is the Tomrov coordinator, and Tomrov is a two-day bike tour coming up June 9th and 10th this year in 2018. Tomrov stands for Tour of Mississippi River Valley, and this ride starts in Bettendorf and goes to Dubuque and then back the next day. I've heard it's a very challenging yet beautiful bicycle ride, and it's a ride that I've never done but definitely need to put on my bucket list. So let's get started. So, Doug, can you give us a little background as to the history of Tomrov? Sure. Well, it started way back. Um, uh, it was organized by uh, Carter LeBeau. He was a one of the first year Bry riders. Yeah. Uh, and Carter really loved Rag Bry, and he was um, a big motivator in the bicycle club, the Quad City Bicycle Club. So. He organized a ride with about 20 other club members. They rode down to Burlington, Iowa, and they called that the first Tom Ross, uh, after the fact, of course. Uh, Carter did not like to camp. He liked to, and so when he got to Burlington, he stayed in the motel. Uh, the next year, he thought about asking uh, college, you know, up in the Duke, if they would put riders up in the college dormitory. Well, they agreed. And they started riding up to Dubuque, and that developed into now the annual that we have now. This is our forty-first year. Forty-first, you said. Yes. So this is this ride has a lot of history to it. it yes, <laughs> it has a lot. Yes. Excellent. Well, how would you des- describe this ride as far as the terrain, the mileage, you know, the scenery? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, this year, it's about 109 miles up to Dubuque and about 84 back. Uh, and it starts out basically through the farmland near near Bettendorf, but then gets into the bluff area, the bluffs up near Dubuque. So it kind of varies, and the harder part is in the back, the, the latter part. Then on the return ride, we we come back a little, you know, shorter to make it back. Uh, there's also a uh, a second starting point, which is now in Goose Lake, Iowa, and that knocks off the first 40 miles or the last 40 miles of, of the tour for people who are looking for a shorter trip. Okay. How about uh, less hills that way, too? Um, somewhat less, but of course, you still are riding the bluff. Right. So you, you get to, to that is the best character of the ride there. Right. Well, what kind of support can riders expect on Tomrov? Mm-hmm. So we set up a list of flags um, along the way, and they're typically every 15 miles or so, and we supply um, all kinds of food, fruit, fruit bars, cookies, sandwiches, pizza, and 
soda, um, Gatorade, water, all the you know all the things that a rider would ask for. When I'm riding, I always stop at a, a restaurant or two on the way, and there are a couple community food stops, and I stop at those. But some riders pretty much rely on on the food we serve. Okay. Uh, I just support. It. We do have the care vehicles following the route. Um, with cell phones now, it's a lot easier if somebody has a breakdown to get to get help to them. Right. And I probably should have asked this at the beginning, but is this a race or a ride? Oh, um, it's totally a ride. Um, you can't stop some people from feeling like they're in a race, but they they choose to treat it like a stage thing. You know, like four people or six people together, and they just they, they just you know how how as fast as they can from one place to that. But, but it's uh, it's a tour. Okay. There's no, uh, there's no timing, and there's the start is not a mass start. It's a start when you feel like it. Okay, okay. And then, so you leave Bettendorf, end up in Dubuque, and then do riders still have the ability to sleep at the Clark College like you mentioned earlier? Excuse me? So they can maybe camp, but they can also do the dorms? Oh, I see. Yeah. So we use every dormitory room that Clark has available. We have sleeping bag spaces. Uh, we have... Um, People that do camp, uh, mostly we, we go back to the soccer field at the college right off the lake behind the school, and, and that's the best place for camping. So we do have a bunch to do that, and a few people stay at motel. Sure. Sure. Back to the roots, right? The first year when hotel was the high on someone's mind. <laughs> yeah. so, so you mentioned a little bit ago about food on the route, and I've heard... Um, people talk about this amazing banquet that takes place, which I assume is all kinds of homemade goodies. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, this is at the college. Um, we use their dining hall, and we run it for four hours straight, and they have two long food lines with about 20 custom dishes each. They have ice cream, they have pies, um, there's everything. We have vegetarian dishes. We have um, chutney at the end of the line. There's everything. You, you can eat as much as you want. You can come out, go out and come back if you feel like it. Either. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. It's a, great, it's a great evening. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, your uh, title is Tomrov Coordinator, and what role do you play as the coordinator? Well, it's pretty much... Um, Little things that go each day, like um, today I've been calling um, uh, some of the road engineers to check for any, anything on the roadway that would affect our route. Um, there's all kinds of contracts. Um, pay the bills, um, ordering all the different supplies. We have an artist that does all of our, our jersey and, and T-shirt designs and stuff like that. Uh, it just seems every every day or every week there's a little thing that has to be done to keep it on track. Sure. For the most part, do you follow the same route each year? We have. We've pretty much stabilized the route. Uh, in, it, in the early days, it was right up through um, Illinois on what's now about Highway 92, um, you you could never ride that today, but 30 years ago you could. Mm-hmm. 
so now it uses uh, um, county roads mostly and, and occasionally uh, a connector, a state highway here and there. Uh, they're pretty much quiet roads. Uh, this year we're having a little bit of a of a detour. Uh, you may have heard there's a bridge at Sebula that's been uh, closed, and it's not going to be open until July right here now. Oh, okay. So uh, we're having to do a significant amount of shifting on the route. We used to cross, the last year we crossed that bridge and went up to Galena and up to Menominee, and we won't make that this year. Okay, okay. Well, this year the ride is coming up June 9th and 10th. So do you have any good stories about a past Tom Rav that maybe would be entertaining for our listeners? Oh, let's see. Well, there was one that was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, right as I used to rain and stuff, and you know, people, people pretty much accept that. You take that, you'll be bad. When it's a tour, a few years ago, um, there was a hatch of shad flies on uh, near the, the the river, and is riding up this the long hill, mm-hmm. um, the hill up to um, Chestnut. Uh, the flies were there. Everybody's riding, you know, very slow and. and and swatting these sad flies off. I've never seen so many letters complaining about flies in my life. (laughs) There were several people, I'll never do this again unless you do something about the sad flies. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen them sent for before, but, you know, what can you say? Uh, That was, I was surprised. And you put up with wind, you put up with hills, you see all the different things, and then a couple of flies come out and people couldn't handle it. I was surprised. <laughs> it was something novel, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how did you get into bicycling? Me, well, um, I really got serious whether in college I, I um, got my first road bike and just started riding it. It was something to do. And I got, got to where I was riding from, you know, from town to town out, out to the school. And finally got to uh, you know three, four, five hour trips all day, all day trips out and back. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. I always just I don't know I think it's the solitude of, of being out on the way on the road just always satisfies me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming you still ride today since you're the Tomrov coordinator. Yeah. What's your current riding style? Are you a, a touring bike, a road bike, a gravel bike? Yeah. I'm, Still riding just my road bike. I sold my my trail bike because uh, we have trails, so I I quit riding that, and I pretty much I feel if I feel like going out, I pick a direction. I usually into the wind and ride and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any uh, sorts of bike rides or biking adventures that you've done besides Tom Rav? Yeah, well, I'm slowing down. It's been I, back a few years ago, I was, uh, well, I had done some, I did ultra riding. Uh, so I've been pretty much through almost anywhere in Wisconsin, uh, up to Minnesota, and I, uh, 
put a, uh, a tour out where I just left home and rode up, up through Wisconsin and up over to UP and then back down through Michigan and took the ferry across, went back over to Wisconsin and then rode south. Yeah. Nice. For about two weeks out. That was, that was a first part time. And was that a um, then, self-contained trip? Yeah, I just took a tent and ate at restaurants. Yeah. I did not have a tent. Uh, that way, you, at least when I did this, you could just pull off the road anywhere and, uh, and walk back 50 yards and you were alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that became your home for the night. Yeah, so that was a very, very interesting time. Yeah. And then I see it. I've gotten into some of these uh, uh, old uh, Rondonet events. Uh, I've ridden in, uh, really on PDP ride a couple trips. And then tours like Bag Bride and Ride the Rockies. Been on those. Okay. Uh, ride the Rockies, I believe, is coming up soon, too. Yes. Yes, it's just um, a, a week different, I think. One or two weeks different than Tamra. Okay. Well, back to Tamrav. Any advice for someone thinking about doing Tamrav for the first time? Well, I get that. I hear um, people, I hear somebody writes and asks that. Uh, uh, what I always say is uh, the most important thing is um, as soon as the weather is good enough to ride, start riding. Uh, the distance is enough if you don't, you know, if you're not riding, if you're not getting out and doing 30, 40 miles uh, on a trip in a day before the ride, it's going to be a long trip. <laughs> right. So, so we basically advise people to get miles in. Uh, the other things, we've got the fags a lot, you know, every 15 miles, so you, you're not going to run out of food and water. It's not like you're going to get stranded. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so, like with the banquet at the end, you're definitely not going to go to bed hungry. Uh, you won't go to bed hungry. I, no, you, you'll be... <laughs> There'll be plenty of food. There's no shortage of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, where can people find more info on this ride? Uh, well, the easiest is just go to um, go on to a search engine and just type Tom Rob. Uh, it doesn't spell anything else except our tour, so we're all the only thing that comes up. Uh, we have a Facebook page and a uh, and a website, a subsidiary page on the Quad City Bike Club. Okay. And like the way that I, it, that it's spelled is T-O-M-R-V for people who are maybe uh, not aware, just Google Tomrov yeah. and you will but find if, all if kinds. If you spell it almost any way, um, it'll still pop up our site. Oh, okay. Okay. We get people spell it different ways and they'll find us. Well, good deal. Well, how about a favorite pie? So maybe Cherry. Cherry. Uh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Well, Doug, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling us about Tom Rav. Well, thanks. It's been fun to talk with you a bit. You bet. You bet. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Lyle's fundamental observation. The more important leg of a three-legged stool is the one that's missing. Think about it.
Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Andrea. That's right. This is Andrea, and this is Parrot Talk, and I'm about to give out some unqualified medical advice. If you have some actual questions about your health, yourself while biking, ask your doctor. Don't just look it up on WebMD like I did, because that's the way to start thinking that you have cancer when you really don't. Today, what I'm going to talk about is trying to avoid having a heat rash while cycling. It's that uncomfortable problem that many of us are very familiar with, comes along naturally with cycling outside in very hot, humid weather that we have in Iowa, especially common during RAGBRAI. Um, So what is heat rash? How do you get it? According to the internet, you get heat rash because your sweat pores become clogged and they're trying to produce sweat to cool you off and they cannot release the sweat to do so. Um, Whether that be because of oil on your skin, because of inflamed pores, um, and many other reasons which I didn't quite understand. But basically, you get hot, there's friction, your pores are clogged, and that the liquid sweat inside your skin has nowhere to go. And thus becomes either blisters or an uncomfortable rash that can feel hot to the touch or be tingly. And it's just really kind of disgusting. Um, Can't tell you that I haven't had it before because I've definitely had it. Um, Really, it happens. It can happen anywhere. Usually it's in your undercarriage while you're cycling. We'll put it that way. Uh, But it could be anywhere where your skin creases and rubs against itself. Say your elbow pits, your armpits, your knee pits, um, even on your neck. Um, especially if you lean your head way back while you bike, Um, but mostly on your undercarriage. And that's where it's the most uncomfortable, unfortunately, to continue riding while you have it. So if possible, it's best to obviously avoid it. So how the heck would you do that? It's especially difficult when you're out on RAGBRAI and you don't have your full arsenal of supplies that you normally would. Um, I guess, obviously, it's best to know the symptoms so that you can prevent it. Um... Hot, dry, irritated skin, redness and inflammation, small prickly heat rashes, kind of what I already said, could be pustules or blisters if it gets bad enough. And I tell you, sometimes it does get bad enough. Um, To prevent a heat rash, um, ideally you would take a cold shower as soon as you're done exercising. Is that possible during RAGBRAI? Not necessarily. Could you possibly, if you know you get heat rashes in a certain place, say, let's just say in the corner of your elbow for nicety's sake. You could take a cold bottle of water and just dump it to go to a private place and just dump that water on your elbows um, to kind of just cool down that area and rinse it to remove any extra oil or ideally blockage. But, you know, it could help and it would feel good, you know, at the very least. Um, When you first start to go out biking, make sure those clothes that you wear are clean. Um, some years on RAGBRAI, I've taken seven different biking outfits to wear, um, so that I have clean clothes every day. In other years, I have taken only half that number and washed them and then worn them again later. What you do is up to you. But if you do wash your clothes and then wear them again, make sure that they are, all the soap is out of them and that they are actually dry before you put them on. Um, is this possible hundred percent of the time? Maybe not. 
So if you're someone who gets heat rashes really easily, take that into consideration. Or take other preventative steps like applying cornstarch before you ride. Any kind of powder that has cornstarch in it that would soak up extra moisture. Um, I know there's like a gold bond powder. There's like a, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of different powders. Um, make sure you wear your chamois butter so that everything, there's no friction down there. Friction is a hu- can cause things to happen that wouldn't normally happen because everything gets inflamed. And that just sort of backs everything up. Um, you can also use hydrocortisone creams, something like you'd use on a bug bite normally. That just keeps everything sort of cool and calm. I've also read that you can use Benadryl that will help things stay soothed in all over your body. But the only problem is that it causes everything to be soothed. And I usually get so tired when I take a Benadryl that I would have a difficult time cycling across Iowa. Um, Everyone reacts to Benadryl differently. Everyone reacts to really all medicines differently. So if you're going to be doing any of these strategies, I would suggest doing a trial run or maybe multiple trial runs before the actual bike ride just to kind of see how you, you'll you react. Um, again, you should wear proper clothing. That means something breathable, something light, ideally a cycling kit, ideally the 2018 Ragbri cycling kit, but really anything or a tech tee or even cotton clothing. I would highly recommend wearing cycling shorts. You can wear lightweight cotton gym shorts or polyester breathable any cotton poly blend, um, breathable synthetic shorts. But if you're not going to be biking with shorts that have a pad in them, you're asking for multiple problems, including heat rash. You're not going to have a good time. Invest in some nice bike shorts that fit you well. Um, next tip, know when to cool down. Can you always do that on Ragbri? No, not always, but you can If you're in a town, you can stop in a library or in a general store or a gas station just for a moment of coolness to just sort of reset your body so it's not just hot, hot, hot all the time. You could also take a nap in the shade. You could visit a local swimming pool or you could literally just dump a bottle of water over your head. Just make sure you don't dump a bottle of Gatorade over your head like my aunt did one time because then you get a lot of flies. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Um, but it would cool you off. It would. Um, another tip I saw, make sure you use a gentle soap. Um, when you pack for ragbri or when you're biking day to day, um, try to use a soil that, or a soil, geez, a soap that, um, is mild, you know, non, not too many fragrances in it. Not too much. None of those little pumice. Don't use lava soap. Okay. Um, try to bring maybe something with oatmeal in it. Something that won't irritate your skin too much. Maybe one of those hypoallergenic soaps. Um, Great to pack. Still get you clean. Still get you fresh for the next day or for the 10 minutes until you go back outside into the heat again. Um, But it would help soothe your heat rash or not irritate your skin or clog your skin. So hopefully you won't get it in the first place. Uh, You could also try after a heat rash that happens, you could try applying calamine lotion That's the kind of lotion that you would apply if you had, say, poison ivy. And it really just soothes that inflammation, adds another layer of protection, and helps keep that friction from coming back. Uh, The final tip that I would give is to just make sure you drink plenty of water. Um, That just helps keep the sweat flowing, helps keep producing sweat, helps 
keep your body cool naturally and things flow the sweat flowing so that your glands are less likely to clog. It also helps with other symptoms of heat, you know, other problems that you have when you're exercising in intense heat, like um, heat exhaustion or, you know, just dehydration, things like that. So it's always a good idea to keep drinking water and Gatorade um, so that you, your electrolytes stay balanced and you stay cool while you're out there biking. Um, so these are just a couple of tips that I found online that I thought were helpful. Um, I'd never thought to really try Benadryl. I probably won't because it makes me fall asleep. But anyway, hopefully that you got something out of this that you could maybe use to help prevent that bane of our cycling existence, heat rashes. Um, if you have anything you'd like me to talk about on Parrot Talk, you can send us a message on, at Just Go Bike, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, which is how I got this question. So thank you, Diana. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out while we're in the shout out section to Linda Smuck, everybody's favorite former RAGBRAI employee. We miss you, Linda. Hope you're enjoying cycling this summer. Uh, while we're all working away in the office. So have a cold one for us. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me specifically, not just Linda, anyone, anyone who'd like to get a hold of me, you can tweet at me at ragbri underscore Andrea on Twitter, and I will be there. We've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in again to listen to, you know, just some tales from the Ragbri Nation, tales from Iowa, tales from across the United States. But, you know, whatever is on the show, we appreciate that you take the time to listen to us each and every week. And, you know, this show could not be possible without some really good sponsors. And who are those Actually, great sponsors. Yeah. Who are those, Mark? Uh, Think Iowa City, Curious Surrounding Communities. It just finished off the Crandic Marathon. And now it's it's uh, bike and trail season in, in Iowa City and Coralville. Um, so get out there to this, the, the Iowa City area um, and, and give them a try. Um, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops and charters in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, really happy to be one of their customers and looking forward to working with them quite a bit. So if you're looking for a charter to haul your stuff across the state, Bikes to Use the one you want to work with. Um, or Primalware. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys or shorts, you know, you don't even need custom and custom wear. If you don't have a design, you can order out of their catalog and get great gear sent directly to your they house. They got some sweet stuff in yeah. those catalogs too. Yes. So, yeah, so great sponsors. We appreciate them because mm-hmm. without that, we wouldn't be controlling these microphones. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So next steps, subscribe. Yeah. Leave us comments. Yeah. Ask us questions. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, all those things. It's at a beer. Just go bike. And then buy us a couple beers. Or, or two beers. Yeah, yeah that, let's, that works. Let's go for a bike that ride works. and buy beers. Yeah. So, hey, again, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know what? We're, we're here again in Iowa City. I had some some great meetings. I, I know they just they put out their theme and logo the other day. Book it to Iowa City, which, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, obviously a big city of, of literature. And, you know, we're, we're real excited about being here for, for the summer. But lots each and every week, there's just some great riding opportunities. 
opportunities in this area. So if you haven't been here before, obviously you're going to be here for Rag Bride, but hey, don't be afraid to take, you know, now that it's getting nice, come out here and just spend a weekend out here. It's just, just beautiful riding. So, all right. Well, thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.